Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you for tuning in to the Hope, Strength, Courage podcast. Love and support for parents whose kids are fighting for their lives. A weekly podcast created to support parents and caregivers of children diagnosed with cancer. Where you will find resources collected to help you face each day with hope, strength, and courage. From interviews with the top experts in their fields, doctors, psychologists, chaplains, and inspiring frontline workers in pediatric oncology as they share their best advice, as well as day-to-day advice collected from other cancer moms and leaders in personal growth and development. From individuals who understand how hard it can be, I hope you will feel better prepared to cope with the day-to-day challenges of caring for your child. Hi, I'm Laura Lane and I'm your host. My own daughter Celeste was diagnosed with cancer at the age of 12. In 2015, I wrote about our experiences in the book, Two Mothers, One Prayer, Facing Your Child's Cancer with Hope, Strength, and Courage. Since that time, I've dedicated thousands of hours to share with other parents and caregivers the resources, tips, tools, skills, and strategies I learned that helped our family to stay happier, healthier, and more hopeful. My goal is to share with you my interviews with experts to support you as you care for a child with cancer. Today's episode features my interview with naturopathic integrative oncologist Dr. Adam McLeod. During my original interview with Dr. McLeod, the first three times I read the word integrative, I had the hardest time wrapping my brain and tongue around the word. I've got it now, but boy was it a challenge. I wish I had heard this interview when my daughter Celeste was first diagnosed. Our family was divided about alternative therapies to complement the treatment the doctors provided, and we had well-meeting friends and families suggesting everything under the sun. I wish I had had someone like Dr. McLeod there to help us to navigate the minefield we had just entered. I hope you will appreciate learning more about integrative oncology and how it helped you and your family navigate the treatments and side effects of those special treatments. I am pleased to formally introduce you to Dr. Adam McLeod. Dr. McLeod is a licensed naturopathic doctor with a special focus in integrative oncology. He is a member of the Oncology Association of Naturopathic Physicians and the College of Naturopathic Physicians of BC. Naturopathic medicine has a wide range of tools that are effective in treating cancer when used appropriately. His background in molecular biology has helped him to develop targeted supplementation which addresses the unique characteristics of cancer. The integrative cancer care is not about taking a large number of expensive supplements. It is about taking the right supplements in conjunction with the appropriate targeted therapies. Dr. McLeod is dedicated to developing an effective treatment plan that is both evidence-based and addresses the unique health concerns of each patient. Dr. McLeod is the author of five best-selling books, including his most recent publication, Integrative Cancer Care, The Power of Being Informed, and he has presented about the power of intentions at conferences all around the world. Thank you for joining me, Dr. McLeod. 
It's great to Thanks have you. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you. So what can you tell us? Tell us about what led you into the field of naturopathic integrative. No, I've said it wrong four times now. Integrative <laughs> <Yeah>. oncology. Yeah. <laughs> what led you to that well, field? <laughs> You know, it's been a really interesting journey. Is that you know, initially my um, you know my undergraduate degree was in molecular biology and biochemistry, and um, I, I was very much intrigued with how life works. Well, you know, what are the molecular mechanisms that are actually driving life to work, and, and how can we use that understanding to actually help patients in a clinical setting? And um, naturopathic medicine, you know, I was really drawn to it just because uh, I, I had some fascinating experiences in my own life when I was when I was younger. Uh, with, with, with energy healing and uh, you know with my my ill mother who uh, she had significant improvements in her health not from any conventional therapies but from from simple uh, natural therapies and, and so it was that's really what sparked my interest in these natural therapies and one thing I find really interesting about uh, these natural therapies is that a lot of people seem to have this impression that if it's natural then somehow there's no evidence to it uh, but that couldn't be further from the truth is that when you look at the molecular pathways that are actually influenced by these various supplements, it's very clear that we are influencing these pathways in a clinically significant way, and that's why patients feel better. Uh, and, uh, you know, that, that's really what my practice is all about, is that I, I take great effort to understand what molecular pathways are actually driving that cancer to grow, or what pathways are causing that patient, patient to feel sick while they're on chemotherapy or radiation, and how can we change that to help the patient feel better and to persevere through all those therapies. Wow, that's really cool. Um, so give us some background on, can you describe just a little bit more on naturopathic medicine, the, the how that evolved and and how it's seen today and, and integrative oncology? Well, you know, nat naturopathic medicine is actually, um, it's a very uh, rapidly changing field in the sense that, uh, you know, it wasn't too long ago where naturopathic doctors were basically just, just working with botanicals and homeopathics, and, and that, that's kind of what everyone thinks of when they hear yeah. naturopathic doctor. Um, but in, in naturopathic medical school, we get a lot of the same training as a medical doctor. We do all the same cadaver, pharmacology, biochemistry. And in British Columbia, for example, and I believe in Ontario, this is the case as well too. Yeah, this is the case in Ontario, is that naturopathic doctors, we have the ability to write prescriptions, to order lab tests, to perform minor surgery. I mean, these are all things that happen on a daily basis in any naturopathic clinic. But the beauty about naturopathic medicine, this is what I, what really drove me to naturopathic medicine, is that we have such a large toolbox to work from. Mm -hmm. I can use all these different effective natural therapies, if needed, I can write a prescription for an antibiotic or for uh, metformin or for whatever. I mean, we, we can write conventional prescriptions to work together with these natural therapies. It's not a black or white thing. It's not one thing or the other. Right. It's all about how can we use all these things together in a synergistic way. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, you know, when it comes to integrative oncology, that's one thing that uh, is, is also very important as well too, is that people get so focused on just the conventional therapies, on, on just... Uh, just the chemotherapy that they're on, and they get this impression from their oncologist sometimes that doing anything outside of that uh, is uh, is a problem, and that's going to interfere with the conventional therapy. Um, but there are a lot of natural therapies that can be used together in a very synergistic way. 
Uh, and I think that it's a common misunderstanding that people have. And honestly, I don't know where this, this comes from, really. But any naturopathic doctor who works in integrative oncology, it, it, they're not discouraging patients from doing chemotherapy and radiation. It's about using these therapies together. And because there's so many great things that we can do to significantly support patients through these therapies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're, you're much better off starting these natural therapies from day one of diagnosis. You don't want to wait until you've done all these rounds of chemotherapy and radiation where your immune system has nothing left and then decide to try to all these different things. I mean, that, that's not an effective plan. You want to start this from day one. And if I could pick one thing that naturopathic medicine is particularly good at in the field of, of integrative oncology, it's supporting the immune system. And there are some incredible tools that we have that really significantly support the immune system through these therapies. And they're safe to use with chemotherapy when they're used appropriately. Oh, very good. That's that's a, such a great explanation. Um, that I, yeah, I think you're right. That that information is not out there. So how can then how can naturopathic medicine be used to help patients in in that setting? What's the or what more can you tell us? Well, you, you know, when, when it comes to uh, you know using naturopathic medicine in an integrative oncology setting. Um, I think the most important thing is you have to work with someone who works with cancer on a regular basis. Cancer is a very complex disease. It, it depends on the drug that you're on. It depends on the, the type of cancer that you have. And I think this is also very important to recognize, too, is that not all cancers are the same. right? right? And, and this is really important for the public to recognize is that you know people go to Dr. Google and they start looking things up and then they, they start trying these different things uh, that are not indicated for their type of cancer or that are, are dangerous. Um, but uh, really my job as an naturopathic physician is to help develop these safe plans that can work together. And um, one thing that is, is also really interesting is that when you look at the standard of care at different places in the world, uh, I find Canada, um, we tend to really be behind the times a little bit, which is that there's not a whole lot of collaboration that's encouraged. It really depends on your oncologist. I mean, I can tell you that there's some oncologists I have a great relationship with, uh, and there's others I'll send them emails and you know they don't reply, which is kind of uh, ridiculous. It's it's very unprofessional, um, and it, it's, there's just really this um, non-collaborative environment in, in right. some places. Uh, but but you go to you know major centers um, in the states, you will have naturopathic doctors in hospitals working together with medical oncologists to develop plans, uh-huh. and patients are doing better as a result. Um, this is a service that people are demanding, and the, the, the evidence is clear: is that these patients are doing better. And I, I think that a lot of the resistance from the conventional community um, really comes from just a lack of understanding about what naturopathic doctors actually do. Yeah. And uh, you know, the irony about it is that when you look at a lot of therapies that we recommend, a lot of them are in their own mainstream medical journals, right? Like things like glutamine, for example, to help. Prevent neuropathy. I mean, that, that's in the Journal of the Oncologist. I mean, it's hard to get more mainstream than that. Um, but uh, those are the kind of things that naturopathic doctors would be suggesting and working with. Uh, and when you take the time to actually break down the evidence, the things that we're suggesting really are not that controversial at all. Uh, it, it's, it's about uh, using these things appropriately together, and we have to create a collaborative environment. And I, I think that the more that patients demand this, the more that patients ask for there to be collaboration between their naturopathic physician and their oncologist, the more that's going to happen. And, uh, you know, that, that's just, it's a slow process to change that. But uh, patients are doing better as a result of, of this collaboration. Oh, that's great. 
one of the things that I took away from what you had just said was at the beginning you said it's important to have a naturopath who focuses on oncology and, and integrative oncology. I learned to say that word now. <laughs> so, so, so it wouldn't be that I would turn to my local naturopath who uh, focuses on women and children and women's health that she would not be the person that I would turn to for in, in the case of cancer that you would want to find someone such as yourself whose specialty is integrative oncology within that yeah. field. You, you do want to work with someone who, who has experience working with cancer because it, it's a very it's a very complicated disease. You know, like like there's a lot of interactions that uh, even naturopathic doctors who don't work with oncology wouldn't necessarily be familiar with. Um, and uh, you know, I, I find what happens a lot of times is that they, you know, naturopathic doctors who don't work with oncology a lot will often refer patients to someone who does, mm -hmm. um, especially if it's a case that they're not comfortable with. Um, but uh, you can't, you simply cannot have a cookie cutter plan for all types of cancer or for all types of chemotherapy. Uh, you, you know, there's so many things you have to consider. Uh, not only that, you have to look at the person's vitality and develop a plan that's consistent with their goals. Like, what are we actually trying to accomplish with this treatment plan? Right. Well, that's great. That's that's really, I think, really useful information. Thank you. Is it dangerous to self-prescribe natural therapies during conventional cancer um, treatments? Uh, it's very dangerous. And I, I can tell you that um, a good portion of my job is going through the supplements that patients prescribed on their own and uh, eliminating things that are just completely contraindicated or dangerous with what they're doing. Uh, you know, a classic example is that if you just do uh, a basic search on the internet for, you know, what can I do to stimulate my immune system with chemotherapy, mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of things that will pop up. There's a lot of different ways that we can stimulate the immune system during chemotherapy. But they're, not all cancers are the same. If this was breast cancer, I would say absolutely, let's, let's do those things to stimulate the immune system, let's do those things to inhibit the effects of estrogen. Um, but if this is something like... Uh, leukemia or uh, you know, multiple myeloma, you do not want to stimulate the immune system. Uh, if you do that, it's contraindicated. And the reason for that is that those are cancerous cells that are derived from the immune system itself. So when you're taking things that are stimulating the immune system in that way, you're actually stimulating the cancer cells as well. So that's just one simple example. Uh, I would say another example that I run into all the time is that if, you, if, if someone has estrogen-positive breast cancer, then they have to avoid things that are estrogenic. They have to avoid things that are going to actually stimulate the effects of estrogen. Yeah. And there are a lot of herbs, there are a lot of supplements that do exactly that, that stimulate estrogen. Um, particularly, uh, you know, I, I see this happen frequently where women will be doing the anti-estrogen therapies. So there'll be something like tamoxifen or letrozole to knock down estrogen. And, uh, and, and then they'll have hot flashes as a result, you, you know, because they're yeah. significantly impacting estrogen obviously and they'll, they'll go see someone who doesn't really know a lot about cancer and they end up giving them a botanical uh, you know like chase tree or wild yam or something to uh, balance out their hormones and what those herbs are doing is they are stimulating the estrogen receptors they're effectively working against those medications that, that they're taking right um, and those are the kind of things that you have to be aware of because there's a long list of things that are estrogenic and um, you don't want to be self-prescribing, uh, and uh, I think that's very important to know. And I think that uh, that's one thing that 
medical oncologists need to better recognize as well too is that some some oncologists go through such great effort to discourage patients from seeing an naturopathic doctor so what patients do as a result is they end up doing their own research and they end up taking their own things um, and then they don't tell anyone either and it ends up being this this situation where they're secretly taking all these things that are very counterproductive and uh, the, the oncologist has no knowledge of that when the reality is is that what happens when they work with a naturopathic doctor such as myself I will put together a letter and say here's the things that we're doing and uh, if you have any questions or concerns contact me and uh, it creates an environment where everyone knows what the patient's doing mm -hmm. and you, you have someone that actually knows what they're talking about with these natural supplements you know, not just telling someone just to avoid everything we're looking at what can you actually use what can actually work together with this uh, in a way that's safe and effective and um, you know it's just important that you have a environment where everyone's on the same page you don't want to have this situation where people are secretly taking things and I see that all the time unfortunately yeah um, I yeah I can I can see that completely that you need that openness that doctors need to know what people are taking they can't be afraid to tell their doctor because the doctors told them oh out oh, now there's nothing they can do right um, so tell us now a little bit, what's the difference between pediatric oncology and adult oncology? Because you've talked about breast cancer, but that's not as obviously not, it's quite rare within children. But, so Yeah, no, you wouldn't, you, you don't really see that in pediatrics at all. And, and, you know, pediatrics is something that is, it's very different than adult oncology. Um, you know, the types of cancer that you see are very different. And then also, uh, I would say that the biggest challenge is that sometimes it's very difficult to communicate to uh, you know these these young kids um, about what's going on, and it's hard for them to communicate back to you about what they're experiencing. Um, you know, particularly when when we're dealing with infants that are not able to uh, speak or to communicate at all. Really, uh, it, it's it's very difficult for us to understand if they're developing neuropathy, for example, or or if they're in pain from from the drug in a very specific way. If if this was an adult, they would right away say, like, I have this crazy neuropathy developing and then they would alter the dose accordingly. If it's a child, they can't tell us that, so we don't really know. And so, you know, one thing that I often do a lot with, the, with these younger patients is that we have to look at what drug that they're on, and we have to say, okay, what are the most common side effects that we can anticipate that they would likely have? Right. And then we just have to develop a plan based off of that. And, you know, it's, I wish there was a way that we could know exactly, like, okay, you have this happening so let's go at this one particular side effect more aggressively um, but it's tough and we, we, ha we kind of have to just uh, roll with the punches a little bit and just kind of address the most common things that tend to happen um, and uh, you know it's it's also really important to communicate with the patients so that they understand what's going on as well too and I think that's that's really a big part of my job as a naturopathic doctor uh, in pediatric cases is talking with the patients and communi communicating with the, the, the patient's uh, parents rather okay. and uh, making sure that they're informed and that they understand what's going on because um, I find uh, in a lot of cases they don't ask the right questions and they, they don't know what's going on yeah. and they don't know what to look out for yeah, yeah and um, and they, they have so many questions about diet and supplements and all these different things and they're, they're just not really given anything uh, and that that's my job is to help them navigate all that and uh, you know, sometimes it's just some a few simple changes that can make a big difference as far as how someone's doing. Mm -hmm. 
to me, that sounds like a huge help as a parent to have someone else there to help walk you through that process because you have so much information coming at you. When the doctor describes the diagnosis and the treatment plan, you're still trying to process the fact that there's a diagnosis. Yep. You're not understanding the treatment. You're not understanding everything that's going to happen and to have have someone else there to sort of breach that and explain, okay, these are some of the symptoms, these are some of the things you're going to go through, and let's help to deal with that. Because that becomes your biggest thing on a daily basis. So what's my child going through and, yeah. and, and trying well, to be and there? I, I, see that all, I see that all the time, too, where like, exactly like you said, like you're so overwhelmed with the diagnosis, you're so overwhelmed with things you're being told for the first time. Even if you went into that visit prepared, even if you went into that visit with a list of questions, I bet that you would forget to ask most of those questions because you you would just be so um, in, in a different mind space at that time. Yeah. Um, and w when I talk with the patients, you know, shortly after that visit, they've had more time to process that, and we have a chance to go through all this and, and um, discuss it in a more um, uh, balanced way, where they're not just fearful of, uh, of every treatment that's being thrown at them. We can talk about, okay, here's what you can expect and here's what we can do to work with it. Mm -hmm. um, I find that sometimes, um, you, you know, obviously patients have to be informed about what they're doing and the different side effects that they can expect, um, but when they're given a, a, a booklet with pages of, of uh, side effects, like, like literally everything under the sun that can happen. Um, it's scary and patients don't know what to expect and, and you know I find what I end up having to do all the time with patients is I'll talk to them and say look like yes technically any of those things could happen it's a long list of scary things mm -hmm. but we're gonna work with it no matter what comes up we're going to develop a plan to address each of those things that come up and uh, a lot of these things that they're listing are actually quite rare when you when you look at it right I mean you know there, there's there's a list of the common ones and those are things we should obviously be focusing on um, but uh, sometimes patients get overwhelmed when they're given a list of 30, 40 things that they can expect from uh, from doing a drug. Uh, we have we have to focus on things that are more common and uh, deal with it as it comes up. Yeah. Well, that sounds like you you provide a, an incredible service there, um, Dr. McLeod. Um, do you have any other advice for parents whose children have cancer that you feel that would be helpful for them as they go through this with their child? I, the, the biggest piece of advice that I could uh, give parents who are uh, who have a child who's fighting cancer is that you want to start this integrative care from day one. And just because you're told that uh, you know they, they shouldn't go see a, a naturopathic doctor, um, that's something that I would not advise someone to listen to at all. Um, you you can find a naturopathic doctor who can form a collaborative relationship with your oncologist. And uh, you don't have to be doing these, these big, crazy, expensive plans. You just have to be doing a targeted therapy that's going to work synergistically with that. And you want to start that from day one. You don't want to wait until your op options are exhausted and then decide to start exploring these different things. There's a lot of things you can do safely right from day one. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that more people need to be aware of that. And if you take the time to look at how that standard of care changes in different parts of the world, uh, you'll be amazed to see um, how you go to other places uh, and you'll have naturopathic doctors working with those medical oncologists right from day one and that's what we, we need to see happening here in Canada as well too. Right. Well thank you, thank you so much. So my last question to you is now mm -hmm. what website can we send our audience to so they can learn more about you and your work? 
the, the best website to uh, find more information about my practice is yaletownnaturopathic.com. So Y-A-L-E-T-O-W-N-N-A-T-U-R-O-P-A-T-H-I-C.com. Right. Uh, it's a long name, uh, but we'll uh, you can write it up there. We'll make sure yeah. to put that link underneath the, the video. Um, so as people watch it, they yeah. can click on that link for you. Okay, perfect. Thank you. So, so thank you very much, um, Dr. McLeod. This has been a real pleasure. Well, thank you, Laura, for having me on, on, your, on your show here. I hope you enjoyed and appreciated what we just learned from Dr. McLeod as much as I did. As always, links to Dr. McLeod's books and his website can be found on my blog, twomothersoneprayer.com slash blog. Please join me next week for part one of my interview with Marcy Shymoff, number one New York Times bestselling author of Happy for No Reason, Love for No Reason, and Chicken Soup for the Women's Soul. Marcy is one of my mentors who helped me develop the title of my book, Two Mothers, One Prayer, Facing Your Child's Cancer with Hope, Strength, and Courage, and mentored me through the writing and publishing process. In my interview with her, we discussed her book, Happy for No Reason, and things we can do as a parent to remain positive during it all. Before the end of our show today, we have one last segment. Over the last few years, I have asked other cancer moms what advice they wish they had known when their child was first diagnosed. I have compiled that information and will be sharing their advice each week. You can download the top 101 pieces of advice that I put together as a mini ebook at twomothersoneprayer.com slash advice. Today's advice comes from Lacey. She said, get an organizer, like a personal calendar, just for medical so you can log each med, blood product, and chemo given. It was helpful to look back and see when and what was given to help keep track of everything and to stay on top of meds. Thank you, Lacey, for sharing that. It's such good advice. When collecting advice from moms, I heard this advice a number of times. I had a plain old journal I wrote down daily and weekly blood counts in that and then starting then I started using a spreadsheet which I shared with Lori but because of the feedback I received this year we are designing a medical logbook and journal specifically for pediatric oncology moms if you would like to test out the prototype when it comes out or if you have suggestions of what you'd love to see included in the journal fill in the contact sheet on our website with your name and email and cancer mom journal at twomothersoneprayer.com/contact if you have advice you have learned along the way that you wish someone had told you weeks, months, or years earlier, I invite you to fill out the contact form on our website, like I said before, twomothersoneprayer.com slash contact, and I will be sharing your advice with our listeners on future shows. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule today to listen to the Hope, Strength, Courage podcast. I look forward to sharing more experts and advice with you again next Wednesday. Please remember to take a minute to subscribe to the show. Thanks also need to go out to our Hope, Strength, Courage production team, which consists of Kyle Outridge Productions and music by Fizz Anthony. To learn more about myself, Laura Lane, and to order my book, please visit twomothersoneprayer.com.